0: Welcome back to Elevate. This is your host, Colin Mason, episode 18. Today, I'm doing something a little different, a little a little special for me. I'm doing my first question and answer episode. I have collected a series of questions through Instagram, um, through DMs, through text messages, and other people have reached out to ask me questions um, regarding my mindset, my goals, my aspirations, my um my business and uh, a couple other things. And so I'm really excited to kind of walk you through my answers in this and it's getting me thinking, I might start doing like Instagram live. Don't hold me to that, but I think I'm gonna start doing it potentially on like a, on like a Sunday, on like a Sunday night or like a Tuesday night or something like that. Um, Cause I really, really enjoyed getting all these questions for you. So, all right, without further ado, let's get it going. Now, this is all new to me, um, kind of answering answering questions in this kind of format, because generally what I like is if people were to ask me questions, I like having a back and forth conversation where they ask me a question, I answer it, but then I follow up with questions, and they answer it, and then I start to figure out exactly what are they trying, what's the value that they're trying to extract from me? Is it? Um, Is it deeper or is it completely different from what they're actually asking me? So um, it's really interesting. I like that format a little bit better where I can go kind of back and forth and learn about them while I'm kind of uh, teaching them about myself and my own mindset. But um, for this segment, uh, it will just be I am going to read you the question and then uh, give you my two cents. And um, my goal is to be as authentic and as real as possible throughout this whole exercise. So the the first question that I have is, how did you know that you wanted to train athletes? And this was a very easy answer for me. Um, I've been an athlete my whole life. I've been in and out of athletics, um, competing um, since the end of high school. And then once I I was cut from the baseball team, um, I tried to walk on my freshman year at Endicott College, um, and I did not make the team. I was not um, strong enough. I was not fast enough. Um, and I didn't, or wasn't hitting as consistently as I needed to do to make the team. So, unfortunately enough, um, or fortunately enough, depending on the way um, you really want to look at it, I was cut from the baseball team. Um, asked the coach if I could stick around baseball because um, it was part of my identity. I did not want to. I did not want to leave athletics. I wasn't ready to kind of start that, a different part of my life that wasn't involved in athletics. And so, um, what I did is I walked into his office and it was like, "I I would like to do anything I can possibly do um, to still be around the team, to be around you, to be around the program." And so, he 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 allowed it. He he asked me if I wanted to stick around as like a kind of a manager role and learn how you know the in and outs of, of running and operating a baseball program. And so I, I decided, um, to do that, um, was still around athletes, was still around athletics. I loved it. And then, um, he saw a potential in me that I could potentially move into coaching. And so I'm, I'm a freshman in college. Um, and, and he sees this potential in me. And so what he does is he, for the next three years, my sophomore through senior year, he makes me a student assistant coach and he would refer to me as coach. And I think this is what really shaped me uh, into the human I am today. And I give him a lot of, a lot of credit on um, Brian Haley. He, 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 he would make me stand up in front of the entire team and address them two to three times or, or even more than up in the potentially minimum of two to three times, every single practice and game um, and talk about my observations, um, talk about the goals of the team to address mistakes that were made and how can we, how can we improve and all that stuff. So basically for the next three years of my life, I was a student, a student assistant. I wouldn't even say that I would, I felt like I was an assistant baseball coach for a college. And so being, I know this is a long winded answer, but I think it'll bring you a lot of value is because I, I was coaching people of my own age um, it it forced me to grow up and mature very fast. Um, I had to um, out prepare them. I had to outwork them, not physically. This is more mentally now. Um, I had to be prepared to present um, our goals as a unit. So basically, I was um, I was in charge of the outfielders and groups of hitters, and so I had to draft up. Um, different practice plans for the outfielders. I had to walk them through drills. I had to teach them. I had to coach them through everything. And so being a sophomore, junior, senior um, and and working with people that were older or my same age as me um, or, or just younger than me, it was really challenging. It was really challenging, but I, it made me grow up really fast. And so fast forward after my senior year or in the middle of my senior year, um, I have a, I've constant meetings with coach Haley, the baseball coach. And he was basically like, so what's the next, what's the next step? What's the next thing you want to do? And so I went back and forth when like, I love baseball. I love coaching baseball. And so he was kind of giving me options that I could continue coaching baseball. Like you could um, be a volunteer here. You can be a volunteer in other programs. I can get you in. Um, But he's like, no, I'm like coaching, uh, coaching at the college level, um, especially not being, um, a college athlete yourself, you might have to kind of prove your way through it. You may have to um, kind of eat crap for a few years and and really prove that you have uh, value to bring, which I was thrilled about. Um, the, even the possibility of working my way up to coach at the college level was something um, extremely, extremely exciting to me. And so fast forward um, a couple months later, he was like did you know that there's a strength and conditioning position open here? And i i wasn't um, I wasn't very aware of of strength and conditioning coaching. Um, I i was I was a um, an assistant strength and conditioning coach for middle school and high school students when I was like a sophomore and junior in in college. So like I was exposed to it. Um, I had a I would work out. Um, I would work out myself. I would. I had the understanding of coaching movements. Um, I was so I was so privy to be um coaching college athletes for the for the past three years that coaching middle school and high school students on on basic movement patterns in the weight room was came more naturally to me than um than you would expect. And so that was awesome. I really like that. And so when this opportunity popped up, I said, Wow, that actually sounds amazing. I've loved the school.' I've loved, um, I love the people that I'm working with. I love all the administrators. I love the, all the coaches. Yeah. Let's, let's give it a bid. Let's, let's see if, um, let's see. I, I was, a I, so basically a little bit back information. I was a sport management major, um, with a minor in coaching. And so I didn't really, I didn't have any anatomy or biology or strength and conditioning or, or, um, any pedagogy classes or anything, anything, um, that would kind of prepare me to take these strength and conditioning certifications to let me coach at the college level. And so it, the path was extremely difficult for me um, because I had, I was self-taught. I had to, I knew what I knew about mechanics um, and, and teaching it and and recognizing poor movement patterns and how to improve them. Um, and I knew how to coach them. I knew how to um, effectively communicate with different human beings uh, to kind of get them, in the right position to be, to maximize that, that movement. So I was really good at that. However, I was not good at the anatomy at the, at the deep, at the deep seated, um, um, concepts of strength and conditioning. So that was really, really tough, but, um, I got the position, I got the two certifications. I have my um, NSCA uh, CSCS uh, certification, and then I have my USA weightlifting level one certification. And so, um, it, it, it took a lot of work. It took a lot of work, a lot of patience, a lot of um, late nights, a lot of early mornings to study for those exams, but I passed it. So um, fast forward to today, I've been a strength and conditioning coach for two years and I'm working with college athletes. And now I'm working with primarily women, uh, women, women's sports. um, And then I also have a couple of men's sports that I work with too. And I have loved it. So to go back to the question, to go back to the question, how did you know that you wanted to train athletes? I've been an athlete my whole life. I've been a coach for the past, goodness gracious, six years. I've been a, um, a head coach for a high school baseball team uh, when I was a junior and senior um, uh, in college, and so like I understood um, that I coaching, coaching is my real passion. Getting a group of people or getting individuals to go from one place to another with improvements with failures with um with with struggle and getting them to understand that that's a part of life and what I really like about athletics is that it's there's a lot of correlations to life there's going to be a lot of um going to be a lot of upsets there's going to be a lot of victories there's going to be a lot of failures there's going to be a lot of mistakes but it all really inter 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 interwines with each other to create this, this story of athletics, this story of, of life. And I really like that. And I love, I love everything about athletics. Um, and I've actually had a really, a really, really good time working with, um, female, um, athletes at the strength and conditioning level. And so as I move forward, as I graduate in May, um, I haven't really released anything about this yet, but I'm going to be starting a business where I'm a, um, personal trainer, um, slash mindset, mindset coach, um, to help people get emotionally fulfilled through exercise and through movement. So that's, that's more to come, but I've always known that I've wanted to work with athletes. Um, and I've actually really, really enjoyed working with, um, with non-athletes as well, people who are, um, who are regular people who may have played atle- or may have been a part of athletics before but aren't anymore. Um, Neil's to say, I love movement, I love exercise, I love teaching, I love coaching, and I love growth. And so I know that was a really long answer, but I, I that's kind of my very, very brief um, history of coaching and athletics. And so the, the next question I have is um, is, what is your end game? And so this was, this took me a little bit longer to think about, um, what is your end game? My end game ultimately is to change the world, to impact people on such a level that their lives are better. Um, I, that is the, the most, uh, general answer that I can give that I really resonate with, that I relate to. Um, I want to run and operate businesses. I love leadership. I love leading a group of people, um, to a certain destination. Uh, to certain success, I actually kind of enjoy kind of enjoy the process of trying different things, failing, trying else, trying a couple other things, having not work, and then building off that success. And so I I love business. Um, I love creation. I love documentation. I love changing. I love growth, and I I just love the process of all of this. And so my end game in a really broad sense is to run and operate businesses, lead people to growth and change the world for the better. Um, but I think it go, I think there's a lot in between that that I should probably touch on very briefly. Um, and it it just, it starts with what am I super passionate about? Um, I I've been heavily impacted by mentors um, who are, are are virtual mentors and in-person mentors uh, coaches, parents, grandparents, stuff like that, but also through books, podcasts, um, you know authors hosts and 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 other sources like that. And so ultimately, my end game is to be to be someone that can positively, positively influence a large group of people. I want to be I want to be known as as the voice of positive change, not delusional change. I want I don't want my name to be linked with with being delusional. I really I can, I know and I feel the impact of of positive mindset, of movement, of exercise. That's another thing is that I've been part of athletics my whole life and I understand the benefits of movement and exercise. And how how it can help mentally help you mentally and emotionally, and I think that my message, my goal, my my passion moving forward is to connect, help people connect that emotional and mental um, benefits as uh, with with physical benefit with with the physical uh, exercise and movement, and so end game is to create and operate businesses, to lead people and to influence people to the best of my ability to be the positive, the most positive, the most, um, the most real, the most genuine and most authentic uh, leader that I can possibly be. And so, um, that's my end game. There's a lot in the middle. There's a lot of process to be had during that time, but that's kind of my mission. That's my, my vision. Um, and, and every single day I, I attempt to get closer and closer to that. This next question is really good. Um, and it is, what does the now mean to you? And have you ever read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle? I have not read that book yet. Um, it's, definitely, it's definitely one on the list. Um, but what does the now mean to me? Um, I, I 100% believe that we should always be looking to the future. To always try to better ourselves, to always think about how we can improve, how we can have the most impact, that how can we have the most, um, p- how can we put ourselves in the best place to be successful as we can be. But I also strongly believe that we should, um, we should enjoy the moment that we're in. And I think there's a healthy, there's a healthy combination of the two. And I think I'm still figuring that out. I still think I'm, I do feel like I'm living in the moment. I'm extremely grateful. I'm a very, very grateful person. Um, and I think that's directly leads to my happiness and my positivity throughout the day. I'm just so grateful to be doing what I'm doing, to be around the people that I'm around and to be, uh, doing, uh, uh creating this wave of impact, this uh, positive impact, and just kind of, en- I'm just enjoying everything about it. And so, the now, the present moment for me is super important because because it's it's real, it's fun. Like what I'm doing right now, I'm, I'm sitting in a in a I'm sitting in a conference room at nine thirty at night on a Sunday on my off day from work, and I'm in here. I'm in here grinding. I'm <laughs> I love this process so much, and I'm enjoying the process of it. And I think that's the big key: is we get so caught up in the into the metrics or into the success ratios and into the money and into the uh, profit margins and all this stuff. And I, and I, it's, it's not that those things aren't important. Um, but really enjoying this process of sitting in this room and being grateful that people took the time to ask me questions so that I can uh, potentially bring you some value. I I think that's what I'm super grateful for. That's what I'm super um, passionate about. And I do feel like I live in the now. But I also think that we need to glance back at the future, or glance back at the past and, and look heavily to the future as well. And so I um, I heard, uh, I, heard uh, I think it was Dave Ramsey. I'm not exactly sure who said this, but it was basically like um, when you're driving, you know, the majority of your time should be looking out the, out the um, windshield because the windshield's bigger than the rearview mirror. And I really like that saying um, that we should be glancing backwards, um, but we really should also be looking forward to the future because that's what's, that's what's coming. That's what's about to come, and we need to be able to adjust to anything that happens. But I also think that really enjoying that car ride is important as well. All right, this is a really, really good question. What is the most difficult decision that you've had to make so far about the life that you want to live? Oh, that's a really, really good question, Um, and I'm living it right now. Um, So I'll be as transparent as I possibly can. I'm working on my master's degree right now um, in sport leadership. I am working at the college. I'm working at at a college as a strength and conditioning coach, but I'm I'm transitioning into a period of my life here in May that's very unknown. I I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I've always been that way. I'm finally taking the step to um, create the dream life of my own. I really want to um, start a business. I really want to impact people on my own terms. I really want to to work um, to work to to bring as much positive impact uh, through business, through products, through service that I can possibly do. And so, the hardest decision that I've ever had to make was um, leaving the secure place of a college campus to go into a city unknown that I will be doing in May. I'll be moving to Chicago with my best friend and, and I'm going to start a business. I'm going to like, and that's the biggest to say that out loud is it, it just gave me goosebumps a little bit because I'm, I'm, I've felt that I've needed to do this for a long time. I've made steps. I've made, um, I've I've taken this in a in a direction that's going to allow me to to start this thing. Um, I'm working with a business coach right now who's who's phenomenal. Who's really helped me um, understand that the vision that I've set for myself is is real and that it and it can it is possible for me to to do it. And so um, that's been the the most difficult decision. Um, not the decision of what I want to do, but, but that I'm, that I can do it. And I think that's, that's the hardest decision that I've had to make. Um, but I also think it's going to be the best decision. Um, it's not going to be easy. Uh, It's going to be a lot of long days, um, but it will be absolutely worth it in the long run. Um, I always think about, um, if I'm having, if I'm impacting people on a positive level right now, um, and I haven't even started yet, like this is all like, Gary V says this thing where it's like, like we haven't even shown up to the game yet. Like you're like you're talking about life as a game. Like I'm I'm still I'm still in the parking lot of my house. Like I haven't even I haven't even gotten to the parking lot of the stadium yet to even to prepare for the game. So it's kind of I love that saying because that's where I feel like I am. I'm 24 years old. I am I have my whole life ahead of me, and to to find my purpose, my vision, and my mission this early in my life um, is. I'm so grateful for it and I'm, and I'm ready to attack it um, with everything I got. So um, that's been the hardest decision. Um, it's been also the easiest decision. Once I've made it uh, I've, I've felt it so much in my heart that it's definitely the easiest decision I've ever made as well. And so, yep. Uh, so this next question, um, what inspired you to start looking at life through such a positive and motivational lens? Really good question. I'm trying to think if there's a specific moment that, um, has kind of flipped the switch. I definitely, I definitely think that I got an awakening call my senior year of high school. Um, I'm definitely going to put out more episodes on this in the future, but I got into a, uh, into a car crash my senior year. Um, I'll I'll get into it very briefly right now. Basically I was volunteering at a road race, um, at my high school, which was 40 minutes away from my house. Um, it was an overnight road race. So we, me and my friends, we all drove up uh, from our different houses. We all volunteered at the event, um, you know, handing out water bottles, um, picking up trash doing whatever we needed to do um at the event i loved it i had an absolute blast um and then right around like seven in the morning it was over so then we all headed home and so i had a 40 minute drive home after working all night um and being really energized and so um about 30 about 30 minutes into my car ride about 10 minutes left into my car ride i dozed off um I know I've never really told anybody about this story other than the people who were there at the moment. I dozed off. I um went off the side of the road to the right i um I wasn't going very fast at that time, so I was probably going around twenty five thirty miles an hour and then I, ran, I went off the side of the road hit I hit a um a, a light pole, flipped my car, broke the whole light pole, flipped my car um a couple times and ended up with the car upside down um where I had to crawl out, I had to crawl out my, I had to crawl out my window of my door. Um, Wow, Um, talking about it out loud right now is is bringing back some uh, tough memories, but um, very, very grateful um, that all that happened was a cut on my finger, and I still have the scar on my pointer finger. And it's, I'm so grateful and I know that gratitude can be used lightly, um, but I'm so grateful that 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 was the only thing that happened to me at that moment. Yes, I totaled the car, um, but the awake the emotional awakening of that moment I think kind of changed me for the better, um, and so if there's any one moment that was so pivotal in my life, it would probably be that one. But I'm also just extremely grateful to be doing what I love to do and be impacting the people that I'm impacting, um, coaching the people that I'm coaching and just doing, doing everything, moving, moving towards my ideal self. And so I'm very, very grateful. I'm very happy. Um, and I, and I'm blessed to be here alive. Well, um, and and having, having the success that I'm, I'm having right now. And so, um, I'm so positive and motivational, uh, or not that I'm motivational, but I'm I'm positive and I'm so motivated um, because I understand that life can change very quickly. And with the passing of Kobe Bryant in the past couple of weeks, it's reopened the eyes of people who tend to get complacent um, in life and are really like, you know, like this is we have one life, like let's let's make sure it's the best one possible. But I think what makes What makes why I'm why I'm so um, motivated and and energized all the time is because I literally wake up with that feeling every single day of like, I need to make this the best day I possibly can. Um, Because who knows when it's our last day. And so I know that was really deep. um, But it's real. Um, I'm just so grateful. No, I, I realize I'm. I'm. I've been going on for a while, and so I have. I have a lot of questions left, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna wait off. I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna do a part two um, to this episode because there's a lot. There's a lot more topics that I want to get into. But um, if this brought you any kind of value, please share it. I, I really want to change the world. I really want to to bring as many people um, the best value that I possibly can. And I've loved this process so much. Um, I love you guys. Um, Please share it if if it brought you value and I will see you on the next one.